welcome to the first episode of Brooks Coleman Podcast. My name is Brooke, and today I have my first guest, EKP. Well, her name is Emily Con Perry, and she is the Sophie Munit head, and I'm so happy to have her here. So, hello. Hi, Brooke. Thanks for having me. No problem. So, what is it like to be a unit head? I think being a unit head is really, really fun. You not only get to interact with campers, but you also get to interact with the staff, and it's kind of your job to make sure that everyone is having an amazing summer. So, were you a camper here before, or did you go to another camp? Yeah, I was actually only a camper here for one summer. I was really scared to go to camp when I was younger, so I was like, all right, I might as well try camp one summer, and I came for my holiday summer, and I haven't left since, so I went to Israel, and then I came back as a Mahone, and then this is my fifth summer on staff. So what brought you here for your holiday summer? So... Camp Coleman had always done presentations at my synagogue. Um, and then the summer before I came, my sister decided to do a one week long sleepaway camp. And I was like, oh my gosh, if she can do it, I can do it. And then the next summer we came together and she was in oldest Kohavim at the time. And I was in Holocene. So we kind of did it together. And it was one of those, you might as well do it because you have one summer left. What brought you back here to be a staff member? To be a staff member, I think... All the bonds that I made with my friends and my campers, because when I was in Mahone, I was second session living in a Nakshanim bunk. And the next summer, my first summer on staff, I got to be a counselor for those girls and I moved up with them. And now this summer, it's their first summer on staff. So I've really seen them grow up from 13 year olds to freshmen in college, which is really cool. So how do you think that the friendships and the bonds have impacted your real life? Mm-hmm. That's a really good question. I think that the relationships that I formed at camp have really taught me what values I look for in people. Um, I really value trust and honesty. Um, and my friends that I've met at camp are really the kind of people that I look for in the real world. Um, a lot of my school friends have those values, but then I also find myself at school like oh, I miss my camp friends. Um, And they're just really, at the end of the day, the people that have your back no matter what. Yeah. So why did you decide to be a unit head or did that just happen? I think a unit head has been one of my goals for a really long time. Um, Last summer when I was applying for staff, I knew that it was something that I wanted to do, but I knew I wasn't quite confident yet. So last summer I got to work in the Mahone unit, which was a really awesome transition to being a unit head because my job was to help prepare the Mahone for being on staff. Um, And I was able to work on forming really close relationships with the Mahone and make sure that they had the skills and the confidence to be counselors. So unit head was just the last step on my chain of camp. Would you ever consider leaving camp to go somewhere else or because of other work or just I've thought about it a lot I think camp is amazing but eventually your time does have to end um so I'm curious to see what the next few summers will look like um I would love to come back but I also think that five years is a a good amount yeah um but I've accepted a job in Nashville Tennessee and I'm working at Vanderbilt Hillel for the next two years so technically next summer I'm working for Vanderbilt um so I don't know if I'll be able to come back next summer but Coleman will always be a place in my heart and I don't know if I could actually work at another camp because Coleman is so awesome (laughs) so what is your job 
really going to be at Vanderbilt. So I applied for a fellowship through Hillel International. Um, So it's a fellowship called Springboard. Um, So it's a two-year position, and I'm the Ezra Fellow at Vanderbilt. So that's kind of a Jewish education specialist. So my job is everything from engagement. So my job is taking students out to coffee and having Jewish conversations with them, but also helping develop the programming that goes around um, at their Hillel. So I'll specifically work really closely with the Jewish Life Vice President um, who plans Shabbat services every week which I'm really excited about. Um, But I'm excited to explore somewhere new and just help college students have um, a Jewish college experience, kind of like at camp, but just in college. Would you want your future jobs to be with Jewish culture? Yeah, I think that I would really like to stay on the Jewish professional route as long as possible. And I think, and I, I think, and I know that I got this job because of my experiences at camp. Um, So I really think that being a counselor and a programmer and unit head and a camper, you develop so many skills um, that are not only applicable to camp, but also applicable for life. What do you think the difference is of doing what you do here at camp is how is it different than what you do outside of camp? Or like, how is what you do here is going to be different than what you're going to do at Vanderbilt? I think it's actually really similar because at the end of the day, it's forming relationships with other people um and you do that as a camper you do that as a staff member um and I think that everyone's experience is a little more special when you have more bonds with people because you're learning from others um and you can't do things alone you learn about teamwork and you learn about leadership and you learn about communicating with other people um so I think everything that you do in life you can learn at camp that's very true really how did like you coming to camp did you ever believe that you would never be at camp or like when you came to Halutzim and you left did you know or was it still a thought in your mind and you were processing it that you you may not come back to camp I think I knew that I was going to come back after my Halutzim summer the question was more of how did I go my whole life with ever with not coming here? Um, and I think I really have kept coming back on staff to make up for my lost years as a camper. Mm-hmm. Do you think that Coleman is your second home? Yeah, I would say so. You would. Do you think that Coleman is your second home? Definitely, because I've been here for five years since youngest Bonim, and it's been such a great experience. And like meeting all the unit heads and the programmers that make this summer happen. It's just been a great experience for me. Are you in like the um, Nifty board or anything? Yeah, like when I was in high school, I was on Nifty Star Regional Board. I was religious and cultural vice president. So my job was creating services and cultural programming, which is really cool because it connects a lot to what I'll be doing at Vanderbilt. Would you ever take a job for Nifty? I've thought about it a lot. I think. I actually did get a job offer at a synagogue, um, and that would be very similar to the Camp and Nifty route, but I thought that I would try something new and go out of my comfort zone a little bit more because I know that Camp and Nifty will always be always be here if I want to go back to it, but you can always learn more from other organizations and other types of people, but they all connect. So would you rather be with people who are in a big group and only some of them are Jewish and you're t- helping them find like their Jewish identity mm-hmm. and um, helping them make their culture or like celebrate 
Judaism than be with a huge group of Jews and helping all of them just be together? I think it's a that's a really hard question, but I think first I would like to start out with a smaller group and then kind of teach or help people love what their Judaism means to them. Um, and then hopefully they'll go out and be a part of that bigger group of people that love their Judaism. So where do you think you would be without Coleman? Well, um, I think I would honestly be a completely different person. Um, it's crazy how when you come to camp, you just are so comfortable being yourself. And you're just, for me, I think I'm a different person at camp than I am outside of camp, which is, I wish that I could be this person all the time, but I'm really glad that I've been able to become who I am at camp. So my mom used to tell, well, she always tells me whenever you go to camp or you go to nifty events, her mom used to tell her, so my grandma used to tell my mom, use your camp personality, like use Mm -hmm. your nifty personality. So do you think that everyone here has like their school personality, like they have their school friends and everyone, but then at camp, they just open up a whole lot more. Mm-hmm. I think that's true. I'm not going to speak for everyone in the world, yeah. but I think that is true for a lot of people. I think it's just a really special community, and that's the magic in camp that you are able to be 100% your authentic self, and that's just something really, really cool. And I think it's harder when you go back to school, but I think as people grow up, they form into the person that they are at camp or the person that they want to be as they grow up and as they go into the real world. Do you think that having tefillah services every night gives us a sense of identity or like helps us find our Jewish culture? I think that's definitely a personal question. For me, I love services, but I know for other people, services aren't their favorite things. Um, But I think that especially with Kavanaugh services, intentional services. Um, it's a way. There's a way to. Um, for there's a way for every camper to relate, yeah. in some way to prayer, whether or not it's a traditional service or not. So I be, I think that it's really great having all of the specialists that we do here because it gives because a lot of people are like Jewish people only do this and that's really mean, mm-hmm. and so by having all these other specialists is kind of is like we're all Jewish and we all like different things and we can all do those things. Mm -hmm. So do you think that it would be better if we had more specialists or do you think it would be better if we had less specialists or more activities or change up a lot of the activities that we do here? Hmm. I think that's an interesting question. I think there's always room for more like like more activities. Why not? Um, But I also think we have a good balance of Option, opportunities for campers and specialists and there's so many different teaching opportunities and a lot of them happen at camp and a lot of the, there are also a lot of missed teaching opportunities but I think it's also up to the person to utilize the learning environments. So if you could add some new activities or take them away what would hmm. you add? What would I add? I don't know. I like everything. <laughs> I'm trying to think of when I was a camper, what I wish that I could have done. What did you do when you were a camper? I did Jewish cooking, ropes, arts and crafts, and I think that was everything. Because we didn't have omanut when I was a camper. It was just tarboot. Did you have a sport? 
yeah, but I don't really remember what I signed up for. That was a long time ago. Um, but I know I loved Jewish cooking. And I also made my first mosaic ever last summer. Really? And I really liked that. Do you think that we should have more opportunities for kids to, well, campers, to explore the opportunities that we do here? Because it, it was the first day of camp, and we were like, for, do, for the new campers that came, they didn't know like what a lot of the stuff was mm-hmm. until they found out at that little performance, I would right. say. So do you think that we should have um, an opportunity to explore the um, like the arts and crafts, the different mm-hmm. sports, the different um, options? Yeah, well, I think that's why we added Chofesh a few years ago, because campers wanted to have more opportunities to do more activities. And I think Chofesh and Mandatory Optionals allows campers to kind of have that free space to do what they want. Um, but I also, I think this is something that's easily forgotten because when you fill the end of session evaluation at the end of camp, you're just like, Oh, everything is great. Um, but that's a chance for campers and staff to really, um, give some feedback and camp, um, leadership team really does take all of those, um, evaluations into account when they're planning for the next summers. So what would you, if you could choose a neat job to be at camp Mm. other than, I mean, if you still want to be a unit head, you can say that. But what would you want to be? My dream job is to be um, an assistant director that travels to hire international staff because I love traveling. Um, So any opportunity that I have to travel, I would take in a second. Um, And I think it's a really cool job to be able to travel abroad to hire staff. Well, that's a really good job. Do we have that? Yeah, so Amy Smiler, the associate director, does that. And Alex Glass, who's the senior assistant director, um, she just went to the UK seminar this past year, and so she hired some of the British staff. Um, But at other camps, it's a little bit different. So at URJ Camp Harlem, they have a lot of different assistant directors, so there's multiple directors that travel to hire the staff. And Amy has a lot of other responsibilities in addition to hiring staff. Um, But I think that would just be awesome. So, last year, I was interviewing Bobby for the newspaper, and we started talking about the arts building. That mm-hmm. we oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, do you think that's a great a good idea? Because, personally, I think it's great to have a nice place where we can have the shows, because Elisheva is kind of dirty. I mean, <laughs> it's true. Yeah. And having a place... And having a place where if it's raining for services, we can go in there. So do Mm -hmm. you think that that's a good idea? I think that's a great idea. Also, from a programming standpoint, there aren't that many locations that every unit can go. So by adding that building, there's an entire other location for a unit to be at every different period. Um, And then we wouldn't have to have drop periods. And the schedule would just be so much better. Um, So I hope that that building does happen because I think it would provide so many more opportunities for um, arts and locations and programming. It would be awesome. Yeah. Do you think that if we did have that building, it would help with the, um, like, kids being, I don't know, like, more involved because there definitely would be a lot going on there. Mm -hmm. So potentially if that happens – we could have more activities to yeah. do because we would have a lot more things 
that would go on there. Yeah, I think it definitely depends on the camper um, because some campers are really into arts and some campers prefer prefer sports. But I think no matter what, having a new space would make everyone excited and there would be something that someone would enjoy. We could move drama in there and dance in there. We could have two more rooms to put things in. And then that could add extra things for Omanu and Tarboot. What would you, so if we had the uh, arts building, I would definitely want to do more of the drama and dance Mm -hmm. because we would have a nice building that we could perform in and it would just be really nice and we could probably fit a lot more people in there than we could in the Elisheva or the Brody. Yeah, definitely. What would you want to, like, what would be your ultimate fantasy of having the um, the new building, what would you want to do first? Probably have different sorts of Mac stuff in, happen in there, mm-hmm. like entrance oh, and, yeah. and presenting the plaques and doing um, all like a bunch of different stuff, like and having the dance um, recital in there. That so. would be awesome. So what would you want to happen in there? I think um, having a new place to do the play instead of the Elisheva, would be awesome. Um, And it would make it, I think, especially for the campers in the play, it would make it feel more real, Real. like more like a play. You know, know, like before I went to camp, I always did a lot of theater arts camps. um, And so I remember how much I loved the arts and how much I loved being on stage. Um, And so I think this building would make it feel a lot more real. So in years past, were you a Mahone? Yes. So when you were a Mahone and when you were in Hall team, did you always think to yourself, like, man, I wish we had a new building? Never. never? It never crossed my mind. Really? Yeah. I think, oh. especially when you're a camper, you don't really think well, about that. You don't stuff. really think about it. Also, my one summer as a camper, I was completely clueless to everything that was yeah. happening. So I was talking to Samuel yesterday, and he said that when he was in Bonim and they had Mac. They were so surprised because they had to leave swim, I think. And so they were all in their bathing suits, and that's when they broke Mac. Were you surprised when you were on Hall of Steam, or did, like, people tell you, there's this thing called Mac, it's like color war, and we dress up, and you do a bunch of different things? Or were you clueless to that? Um, I, well, when I was in Hall of Steam, Mac was at the very end of the session, um, and my friends had been talking about how Mac is the best and it's the best part of camp. Um, and we were able, like most campers do, we were able to eliminate when it was going to happen. Um, but it was so fun and so many people freak out about, oh, I'm going to do rope burner. I'm going to do entrance. And my friends were like, I just like just doing the rotations. And so I just experienced my first Mac, like going through rotations and not doing anything specific. Um, and it was just fun to like cheer with my friends and we won that year too. So it was pretty exciting. So last year, I was in Sololim, and I was sick. Oh, no. Yeah, I got sick um, the second day of Mac. Oh, my goodness. And so but all my activities were the first day of Mac when they broke Mac. Yeah. So I had already participated. I was sick for three days mm. in the infirmary. I missed um, plaque. I missed entrance. Oh, no. I missed everything. And it was really sad. But I got to watch Rope Burn from the health center. The, yeah, from the health center. 
and my friends saw me and they were waving to me and that's where I think that you're just excited to be there. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't really at that moment I didn't care that I was sick. I was just happy that I was at camp and that I got to see rope burn happen yeah. for what the third time. Rope burn is so cool. Yeah, and I I want to do rope burn. You should. But I was a little scared because I was friends with a Mahone. Which Mahone? I don't remember his real name, but his nickname was Spinach. Spinach? Yeah. There's no Mahone named Spinach. Yeah. Happy? uh, Quaff or Flick? I do not remember a Mahone named Spinach. Yeah, there's a Mahone named Spinach. All right, we'll have to do some research on that one. I worked with the Mahone that summer. He was an, I don't think, he was a counselor last summer. Ah, uh, that's why. Yeah. He weighed all the lanyards. Hmm. I don't know. I'm sure I'd know him if I saw him. <laughs> yeah. But he's not back here last summer, but he did rope burn, and he got cut so many times, and like. Oh, no. But I feel like I still want to do rope burn. You should. I did it when I was a machone, and it was the coolest thing ever. Were all your clothes, like, soaking wet with, like, sweat? and Yeah. That's what I don't want to do. Well, you shower afterwards. I know, but still. <laughs> were you in, what year were you in Halloween? 2011. Oh, I was in that camp, though. <laughs> <laughs> and I was in Mahone in 2013. I was in that camp, But <laughs> I remember one year, it was super sloppy night for Halloween, and the showers broke down. Yeah. And they got to jump into the pool. That was my sister's year. Really? 2014, maybe? Yeah, I think Yeah, my sister was in Holocene that summer. And so was Kayla. And they all got to jump into the pool because the showers weren't working. Oh, no. And me and my friends got really mad. And so we started talking to our counselors. And we were like, when it's our super sloppy night, can we jump into the pool? That's They're so like, funny. no. And we were like, can we just break the shower so that we get to? Oh, my gosh. Because we, we were actually like, we want to jump into the pool with a bunch of shaving cream and baby oil. I mean, why not? When I was a Mahone, we had Super Sloppy Night, and that, it was, like, one of the first few nights of camp, and um, the, sh- like, the waters, the water stopped, and... In the middle of, like, taking a shower? Before we even got back to the village, because if camp loses water, the village is the first place to lose it, and so we, ha- I think I showered in G6 that night. Really? Yeah. So you just had to go to the cabin and be like, hey, can I take a shower? Yeah, it was so bizarre. So what do you have to say about the myth that we all know is fake, that the village is under the blob? Hmm. I say that you have to be a Mahone to find out. Because when I was in second year Boney, we were right by the path to the village. Did you go up it? Um, I'm not going to say. <laughs> but w- let's just say from a point where I was standing, you could see um, like cabins. Hmm. So let's just say that. Interesting. And every morning when we would go to breakfast and like after Manuha, there were so many Mahone my second year. Like a lot. They had like probably like three or four tables wow. of Mahone. And they would all come down with with everyone. Just wait for a few more years till you are a Mahone. But I just want I honestly do want to find out where the Mahone village is. I think you'll find out one day. Because one day I saw the sign when I was leaving camp. And it said Mahone Village that way. Completely another way away from the blob. So it could be like a secret passageway to get to the blob. Well, thank you so much for coming today, EKP. Thank you so much, Brooke. had a good time. Yeah, this was awesome. Thank you. So...
If you ever need any other guests, I can ask my other unit head friends. I would appreciate that. Yeah, I'm sure they would love to. So thank you everyone for listening and have a good day. Hi, this is Bobby Harris. I'm director of URJ Camp Coleman. Every year, Camp Coleman welcomes in hundreds of young people who spend their summer making friends and connecting with their Jewish identities and also learning to do new things. What you just listened to is a small part of our incredible community. If you would like to learn more, please visit www.campcoleman.org and be sure to subscribe to this podcast feed to hear more of the stories from our campers. Thank you and have a wonderful summer.